Welcome to The Better Half. I'm Trinity. I'm Megan. We're here. And we're here. <laughs> I, I was like, and welcome to the... Already said that. <laughs> the show where we where we discuss uh, the, the better half, where we... The show where... Where, where we talk about things that are important to us. <laughs> we're looking for it. Yeah. Well, you know what? That we got a uh, listener email today that I feel like might have oh, okay. some gems in it for our tagline. This is good. Okay. Because I struggle with this. I want to have a little... I'm a little not good thing. at like uh, talking about like things that I do or myself. I know. But I can like, help other people do it. Yes. Yes. Agreed. It's really hard for me to sum it up in like the length of a tweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, are you tweeting? No. I just know that, I just know the 140 characters. Right, right, right. Whatever that thing is. Yeah. Uh, should we start? I mean, let's just get right into it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. I had a really hard time coming up with how I was the better half this week. I'm sure that's I was not coming true. down with a little cold. Maybe mm. you guys can hear my nasally tone. So I was just kind of feeling like I was in a fog all week long, mm-hmm. and I continued with the mantra, get my shit together. You know, nice. that whole thing. Yeah. But, um, Which is hard to do when you're not feeling that good. Yeah. I was, you know, I was just waiting for it to happen, the mm-hmm. sickness to happen, and it didn't, and then, and then it did. But I was the better half this week because today I, I went for a short run, mm-hmm. and uh, for those who know me, that may not sound, that may sound like, oh, that sounds pretty normal, but I haven't ran in over a week. Oh, wow. And I was feeling really not like myself and really bad about it honestly and just like not feeling I don't know I was just really missing it and I would get out of the shower and be like I miss running and I don't it would just be like no for no reason at all I just Mm -hmm. feel like I miss my friend Mm -hmm. running and so today I went for a short run and it feels you know it needed to be short because now I'm out of shape so I've got to kind of like work back into it Mm -hmm. but um it was nice. It was like, oh, yeah. Because then it got scary to do it again. Like, oh, my gosh. I have this fear. My overriding fear about running is anytime that there's a break at all, my fear is I've forgotten how. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. It's Now it's gone. It was a moment, and now it's over, and I'll never be able to have that again. And it's I'm always wrong, but yeah. I always have that feeling. Yeah. I didn't forget how. I went today. Short, sweet, felt good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. That's... That's how I did it this week. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I was actually the better half in two ways. One is that I have been exercising a lot. I went to the gym six out of the seven days last week. Damn. Like a baller. Wow. I know. And I'm going to like how swimming was going. Well, I'm not swimming. I'm doing all these crazy like body works with abs classes. Uh, Boot camp. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So hard. Mm -hmm. But then like like. When I start it, I'm like, I hate everyone here. I hate this instructor. Yes. I hate myself. Why am I such a fucking loser? And then <laughs> halfway through, I'm like, I'm going to get at this, and yeah. I'm going to, like, slay. By the end, do you feel, like, connected with everybody and kind of like them all? No, I still no? hate them oh, okay. all, but I feel awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. It's definitely those kind of classes are, like, you'll never – I shouldn't say you'll never, but – I'll never work as hard as I will if someone is, like, yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's mean, yelling, but, I mean, like, or, like, the energy yeah. of, like, it's being like, told. Yeah, to come do. on. Let's yes. go. I'm, like, And, like, what? timing. And, yeah. Because I'll never work that hard. No. And they're, no. like, here's a couple things you can do at home. And I'm, like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. 
Six days. Yeah. That's impressive. I know, but now it's that thing where I'm like, like I didn't go this morning because we went to the Pride Parade, and I was like, oh, I'm missing my class. Yeah. And tomorrow I'm going to be like not wanting to go. And you have to kind of like, yeah, because it's hard. The habit, man. Yeah. It's the habit. So that's one part. The other half is, the other half of how I was the better half is that. Full um, better this week. I was totally complete. Oh my God, I'm cured. (laughs) Full better. (laughs) Full better. Two halves make a whole person. Um, I, so I had a couple of job interviews um, earlier this week. There was one where they were like, basically like, we want you, tell us how much money you want. But I did not want the job. So I said no. And like, I was having a lot of fear about you know, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, take something that I don't want. And I feel, you know, lucky enough to be in the position right now where I don't have to take something that I don't want because mm-hmm. I definitely have been in that position before where I'm like, I just have to work. I have to just take any job. Right. And I'm not, and I'm super grateful for that, and, I, and I'm and i aware of that. I just, I'm not settling, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then, mm-hmm. like, I applied for some other jobs, and I have, like, a pretty cool opportunity interview tomorrow so Hmm. you know and also part of it is like I want to start my own business so I'm trying to keep that sort of as my vision and not just be like oh I just I'm gonna go take another like full-time you know 40 50 hour a week job if my ultimate goal is like I want to work for myself so I feel um scared to choose myself but also really excited and and that makes me proud of myself very nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... working on my body and my mind. <laughs> Two parts. Do you remember that scene in Clueless where um, Cher <laughs> yes. and Ty are like, they're working out. Yeah. She's like, we've worked on our body. Now let's work on our minds. Yep. We're reading their Who books. Who are you reading? I'm reading Men Are From Mars, Women Are <laughs> From Venus. Venus. <laughs> I'm reading Fit or, or Fat. <laughs> Now we've done something for our bodies, we should probably do something for mankind. We should just start it at the beginning and see how long <laughs> we could go. Because it could probably be Where's really my shirt good. from Fred Siegel? I know you're probably thinking, is this like a Noxzema commercial or what? But this is like my real life. I really could I know. go from I really the beginning. Could. And like I can picture it all in my head. I Paul Rudd, he's really hair so far. So bad. Beautiful hair. The best hair. What a great head. And with that perfect flip. I just know. Just the flip. That, that 90s blunt, flip. The blunt, long hair. <sighs> like all one. Maybe she had a couple layers in the front, but it was, it was pretty like much barely. all one length. Yeah. Really, really good. I can't have that hair. I know. It's way harsh, Ty. It's way harsh, Ty. <laughs> Paul Rudd has come a long way, except has he? Because he's he like the same. The same. <laughs> I appreciate his humor in that movie more and more now. Oh, yeah. Like, the more I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, man. More in love with Paul Rudd every day. And I also love him so much in Wet Hot American Summer. I just picture when Janine Garofalo's character asks him to clean up and he's just always so just mad with just throwing this like cutlery everywhere. His, That's like, what I like to do sometimes. His, like tray of. Yeah, yeah. When I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you know. Um, there was some red carpet. Like, I feel like it was this last week where I think it was Alicia Silverstone and like 
somebody else, super 90s, I want to say Selma Blair or like somebody okay. else like that were on the red carpet together and they looked frozen in time. It's crazy. But so were, was their style. Yeah. You know who else style is frozen in time? Paris Hilton. She really can't move on. Super comfy in the early 2000s era <laughs> outfits. You, folks, you see this all the time. You see where people peaked and they just Ugh. stick with it. It's like when you see hairstyles that you're like, so you, yes. you're you're maintaining this perm and those bangs. Yeah. You're maintaining your mullet. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're someone is trimming this every, you know, six, six weeks. Maybe. You're getting this trimmed. Yeah. You're getting that perm redone at least twice a year. Totally. Let, and then also the um, bang nest. The <laughs> mall bangs. Yeah, mall bang. Yeah. But not with the fan. Okay, just like just a nest. The nest. <laughs> just like a little yes. nest on the forehead. Yes. I had that nest. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do the fan, so I would just kind of go like this. I wish you guys could see. And then spray it. Yeah. Hold. Just whatever you have to do to get a bang. Do whatever you have to do. I was really, I was partial to the wave. I was partial to the wave. I yeah. wish I could have done the wave. Um, it was a mousse and hairspray mm-hmm. mixture mm-hmm. cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. There was no, there was like two hair products back then too. It was LA Looks yeah. gel. Yeah. There was mousse from, I don't know. I don't know. Fidel Sassoon. Yeah. LA perhaps. Looks was a big one. And then the hairspray was like Aquanet. That was basically. They started know, doing the pumps because then everyone yes, was like, aerosol's, aerosol's bad. bad. Right, right. Then they started the doing the pumps. pumps and that pumps, was like, ooh. Which is like cool. You can really yeah. concentrate your hairspray. It's <laughs> just. Ch, 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 your ch, finger would get so tired. Ch. So I have, a, I have a brief update. I thought okay. I would just let the listeners in. Remember that dress I was wearing a couple weeks ago? To the, the recording, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that I was like, I don't the know, chambray. I'm going to say the chambray dress. Yeah. I'm not going to keep it. <gasps> I'm going to sell it. Do it. I'm going to get rid of it. Get rid of it. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Tell it was me. cute. I wore it all day long, all day long. Something about the way the seams were, mm. something about it, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You're right. I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. And I, as I wore it throughout the whole day, I really gave it a full mm-hmm. day's worth of action. Um, at the end of the day, I remember when I bought it, I had this memory of like when I purchased it and thinking... Mm-hmm. This girl I used to work with, Katrina, she would totally wear a dress like this, and it was mm. so cute on her, and, like, mm-hmm. I want to look cute like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't wear it thinking, oh, I feel totally comfortable, yeah. and this makes me so happy. I remember thinking, I want to look like this other person. Totally. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I gave it another try. Yeah. And that now I get to get it out of my closet so that I can do more with the outfits I do have. I've been thinking a lot about what we talked about with Jillian last week, just mm-hmm. that idea of, like having nice pieces that are going to last in your closet. Yes. Like, G uh, was looking for a suit, yeah, or, you know, some sort of, like, jacket and pant combination. It didn't have to be a suit um, for my sister's wedding next weekend. We went to H&M, just like, oh, let's just get something, right, you know. Right. It was so cheap, but the whole time I was like, man, like, at some point, you know, it would be nice if he just had a really nice suit that you just wear for years and you wear it to weddings, funerals, everything, that fancy dinner, what, you know, whatever. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and really like it's about, you know, saving, saving money. So you're not just like, Oh, 15 bucks there, 20 bucks there, 40 bucks there, 60 bucks there. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, I, now I have a hundred and something dollars to like buy the nice thing. Exactly. It's that easy. Also, I watched, um, 
When Harry Met Sally this week. Has Max seen that movie before? Yes, but okay. it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I'd like to just start by saying I have a birthday coming up. Okay. Which is fine. What day is it? Next Saturday. <gasps> it is? Mm-hmm. That's my sister's wedding. Oh, good yeah. day. Nice. Cancer. Yeah, totally. Just saying. Um, we're watching it, and so, for those of you familiar with the movie, it takes place, you know, like, at different eras, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> but then, like, the current present day of the movie mm-hmm. is... You know, she's like 32, mm-hmm. and I'm turning 32, and mm-hmm. I'm watching this movie going, oh my god, I always used to watch this movie growing up thinking, like, these are adults having adult conversations, <laughs> doing adult things, wearing adult clothes. Right. And, and now, adult shoulder pads. Adult shoulder pads. A lot of tweed. A lot so of much pants. tweed. A lot of tweed. I'm turning 32. Yeah. Whoa. Side note, we didn't plan on talking about that. We don't have to. Same name. Meg. Also true. Yeah. Her eyebrows are messed up. Oh, they are? Yeah, they got messed up way back when. Oh. They don't grow too back, thin? I don't think. Yeah, they're too far apart, too, which oh. is the other thing. That's, like, maybe one of the worst offenses. Well, her face just, I'm not now, so these sure days, about it. She's so cute, though, back in the day. It's too bad. Too bad. Don't go crazy with injectables, you guys. No, just don't do it. It's weird. Distorts it's your weird. features. You I, know? I get... Do whatever you're going to do. I have tattoos. Would you ever get any... Surgery or Botox or... I'm I'm not going to say never or that I wouldn't. Um, I think as it's becoming more normal and things are kind of getting better, Mm -hmm. I think there's more Mm -hmm. of a possibility for sure. And Nobody uh, wants to be unbotched, right? Nobody wants to be unbotched, but at the same time, like, I don't don't know. I can't say never. I didn't ever think I was going to have visible tattoos, but I have a lot of those now. I didn't think I would have visible wrinkles, but I have those. Just saying... (laughs) Right? And I, I understand. Same. So it's easy to judge, but, you know, I have a friend who likes to say, you know, it's all body modification, and you do whatever you're going to do to make yourself feel like yourself, and it might not be to your taste mm-hmm. or mine, but I don't know. I can't imagine I would do anything like that, but at the same time, I see something happening between my eyebrows these days that I Me think, too. oh, what Me if too. we just slowed that down? Could we just pause that? Press it oh, apart. Botox would pause that. Yeah. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, too, people always think, uh, when, when people who are like against it, I hear this argument a lot, mm-hmm. like, oh, but it looks so bad, it's so obvious. And I'm like, except for the people who you don't know have it because exactly. it isn't obvious. You don't know half the people who do have it. Nope. That's you just what I'm know saying. The people you just who know overdo who it. overdo it. That's yeah. the only thing that you ever see. I guess this kind of segues into our topic for the day. Yeah, it does, doesn't yeah. it? So last week, uh, we got that lovely email from Chantel, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it all week long. She mentioned that, what was it, that I, I cry easily, and then I immediately said, I like that about me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, we kind of glossed over it mm-hmm. last week. We were, you know, didn't have time, but it was, it's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that she noticed it, and um, I did do it so easily because, but I, but I didn't used to. And I realized during the week I was thinking about this, like, well, yeah, that took some time. That took some work to just say something. Instead of being like, oh, man, I cry easily. Ugh, what a big baby. Like, yeah. well, I cry easily. I'm sensitive. I feel stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a compassionate person. Mm-hmm. I like that about me. Like, to see it differently and to, like, replace your dialogue in your head and mm-hmm. create new neural pathways and stuff and connections. Like, that's, it's cool. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So that's our topic. Yeah, that's our topic. What, what, do, what do we like that we didn't used to like, and how did we 
change that. Yeah. Mine was, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm emotional. Mm-hmm. I cry. Mm-hmm. Cry when I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Cry at commercials. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sensitive. And I used to fight it and feel embarrassed by it, but... Now I'm kind of into it. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm somebody who can tap into emotions easily and I'm not struggling with it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, you know, I'm fully at ease with that part of myself now. Mm-hmm. What happened? What changed? What changed? That's a good question. I'm not sure that there was an event or anything. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think it was just time. I think it was just growing up and maturing in, in my 20s and into my 30s, realizing that this really is maybe just how I'm wired mm-hmm. and there wasn't anything I could do about it. And that, so stuffing it really just makes me, makes it worse almost. Mm-hmm. And it disconnects me from other people. And then just, and that embracing it is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I guess being more open about it too has led me to some of like some of the better friendships that I have and like being just more, just being kind of like accepting that about myself some of the friends I have today will vocalize. They're like, oh, I really appreciate that you're so open or you're, you know, I appreciate your vulnerability. And I'm like, oh, see, it's get, it's actually getting me somewhere versus being something I should be mm-hmm. shy and embarrassed about. I mean, part of that is like kids tease each other, mm-hmm. right? About anything and everything. You can't, you don't get out of childhood like scot-free. <laughs> everyone yeah. gets teased about something totally. and feels shitty about something. I love how everyone now is like, well, I was bullied. I'm like, everybody, I mean, I mean, there's bullying, which is like a real thing. And then there's childhood. And then there's childhood. For real. Everybody loves to talk about how they were bullied now. And I'm as if it's this new thing that's like, well, and now, you know, so-and-so is going to talk about how they were bullied. Some people legit get full-on bullied and everyone else just gets teased like we all did yeah people made a lot of comments because of clothes that i wore there was these popular shirts for a while that were like an animal face Mm -hmm. and it had like a flap of the mouth and you could lift the mouth up and it had the inside of the mouth and then it also had socks of the legs so you could have the shirt you know like so you would have like a cow and then a cow face on your shirt, and then you could lift the flap of the mouth up, so it was like the cow's mouth. And then you yes. would have hooves, right. these long tube socks. Like, I don't take myself too seriously. They were cute. This is fun. You were a yeah. child, you know. Right. I'm not going to say you. I had that outfit. <laughs> I didn't have that outfit, but I know what you're talking about. And I, I wore it to school, and people started calling me cow, which is not anybody's favorite animal to be called. I was like, why didn't I choose like an alligator or dragon or something? And then also everyone started getting me like cow printed things and like, but Uh, cow print was like kind of a a big thing in like late 80s, early 90s anyway. Yeah, yeah. How old were you? Third, fourth grade. Yeah. You know, prime time when you're like, your body starts being judged and you start being judged and the things that you like versus other people in the group start forming. Yeah, the the power um, of the group. Yeah. For sure figuring out like who your friends are and maybe I want to be over with these people and this is cool and that's not. Cow was not really my top name that I wanted to be called. I mean, kids will tease about anything though. Anything. Like I got teased for being flat chested when I was this young child. I mean, like, I mean, okay. My last name, because mm. it was funny to say like, Megan was born. Megan yeah. was born yesterday or like something like that. Yeah. And I remember so thinking funny. that it was really... Cool. So funny I forgot to laugh, guys. <laughs> so do you have something that you used to not like about yourself that you have have changed your tune? 
I mean, being, I'm putting in air quotes, dramatic. From when I was young, used to call me, I think I already talked about this, Sarah Bernhardt, after this, like, 20s uh, silent film actress who, you know, was overly emotive. (laughs) Right. So they would say, okay, Sarah, you know, when I was just, like, probably having feelings and being a child. But talking about feelings and being emotional was not a big thing to be in my family. It Mm -hmm. was kind of like you know, push it down, you're fine, everything's fine. Also offer it up to God if you are in pain or you're having any strife or whatever. So your feelings aren't really super valid, especially if they're big. And I had a lot of like big feelings. Mm -hmm. I was also, I, I felt like the town crier sometimes where, you know, nobody was talking about something, whether it was in my family or out in the world, you know, From a young age, I was always like, if I saw injustice, whether it was like, you know, somebody was being hurt or somebody was being judged or where something bad was happening, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, (laughs) like somebody's got to do something. Oh, I guess it's going to be me. So that feeling of being too much was something that I felt like I really needed to put some uh, reins on that. Put some reins on it. Uh You know, when I was little, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a singer. Those are all I wanted big to things. be a performer, you yeah. know, and people were not supportive of that or mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, yes, go and be out in the world, you know, be big." So that was something for a very long time that I was like, "Okay, be small." I think not only like emotionally be small, but that also for me meant like be small in your body, be small in your posture, be small, don't take up a lot of room. Don't take up a lot of space with your words. I think a lot of people relate yeah. to this. This is a really very... I think women I think probably women relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Smallness and sound. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, when I discovered feminism... Don't make waves. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, don't make waves. Yeah. Don't make this bigger than it is. Yeah. Right? Was, yeah, that. don't make such a big deal about it. things. Mm-hmm. And so I was constantly, like... You know, I felt very, like, intuitive, but I was always like, well, but then this person's saying maybe it's not that big of a deal, so I guess it's not. Even though I felt like in my gut I knew, you know, what the right thing to do was. Yeah. Yeah, so when, like, discovering feminism in high school, discovering a lot of writers, I think, because I grew up in such a small town, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of culture and, (laughs) you know, people who were doing things that maybe were a little more radical, you know, discovering that punk, riot girl, I was very much like, oh, I don't have to be, like, quiet. I don't have to be small. I don't have to be, I don't have to look feminine you know I like shaved my head and looked very gender neutral for a long time I had this really wonderful teacher in high school who had graduated from Berkeley and Mills which is a all-woman college in Oakland and she was like only 10 years older than me when she came to teach and she was just like here's some books, here's music, like just giving me all this stuff. We just had this connection and I would go Mm -hmm. to her classroom and like write, you know, all my stories during recess. What is it? Lunch break or whatever. And uh, she was just really helpful to me. And I think that it was like finally an adult person was telling me it's okay to be all these things. And like she helped me apply for college. She helped me apply to this 
writing summer writing program that I got into. She was like really a mentor. Oh, hugely, hugely. I went and stayed at her house and she helped me like go look at Mills College because I got in there and I really wanted to go and she was like, had that was her alma mater and like she was incredible. Yeah. I think it's really powerful when you first meet some adults in your life that aren't your parents. (laughs) Your parents. (laughs) Yeah. Just seeing like, That you're like, oh. Like, and you really have an actual, you know, and for a lot of people it's like the first adults they meet are like, babysitters yeah or a teacher totally or a coach yeah you know I know yeah. that I had a gymnastics coach mm-hmm. that I just thought was the most amazing person on the planet totally although looking back now she was not really the best role model honestly mm-hmm. but that impact was still yeah. there so good or bad it's yeah. there it's amazing that you had somebody who yeah like saw that probably saw herself in you let's be yeah honest. maybe yeah, yeah. And, you know, my parents did their best. God bless them. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Nothing you wrong know? with parents. Because but we like, can't see, as children, yeah. too, they're too far genera- generationally totally. away from us to connect in that way. And they're our parents. Mm-hmm. So they can't. And they were understand. Yeah. They were, I think they were a little bit afraid of me. I mean, I think adults and parents are afraid of teenagers. They're kind of scary. Because they. Definitely. Their brains aren't fully formed. They take a ton of risks and they don't, you know, see yeah. through you know, consequences. And, yeah. and uh, they're learning about all this new stuff. And sometimes they're smarter than adults. I would say a lot of times, you know, they're kind of terrifying sometimes. So I think mm-hmm. my parents were kind of like, I'm not really sure what to do with you. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't. And I think that I had really, I had a group of small, really great girlfriends and I had that wonderful teacher. And then, you know, I think through the years, it's ebbed and flowed how I felt about being just a person in the world, you know, like how much space can I take up? How emotional can I be? You know, and finding people that will sort of witness that and match that and be accepting of my emotions or just myself. Mm -hmm. Just occurred to me while you were talking that um, even now, like, you know, coming to terms with my emotional self Mm -hmm. in the world and like being a little more accepting of it there are still times that I really struggle with it you know Mm -hmm. like recently I think I was talking to you about this Mm -hmm. um that fear of being a squeaky wheel Mm -hmm. like nobody likes the squeaky wheel Mm -hmm. nobody likes the kid who's always asking questions yeah and I was in a situation where I was feeling like I needed attention I needed Mm -hmm. help and I didn't just hate just despise having to put myself in a position of like come and help me, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's really, it's common to just pretend like you have, like you know what you're doing and like you're all, like you're always okay. Totally. And if everyone thinks you're okay, then not only are you not going to get the help that you need or mm-hmm. the mentorship that you need or the understanding or listening, whatever it is, but also you're just not being authentic, so you're having mm-hmm. to stuff something down and make yourself smaller. Yeah, I definitely don't think, it's not special that other, you know, I'm sure other people have, felt that way maybe that wasn't the best uh example that I gave because I'm not (laughs) sure if like I really like that about myself I think I've more like accepted Uh, it about myself now sure sure is there like a body part or like something that's is obvious to other people that you're like you know what I like that now I don't know if this is something that I like necessarily love about myself but I I'm gonna try this one out I'm kind of on the shorter side I'm not tall I'm I'm pretty average height but Mm -hmm. I don't have long legs and I always wanted long amazing Mm -hmm. legs I want to be 5'10 like Cindy Crawford (laughs) (laughs) exactly boom keep it going hashtag clueless (laughs) Cher Horowitz 
I always wanted to have these really great legs and these long, mm. thin limbs, and that's just never how I've been built. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was talking to my friend Rachel. We had just started hanging out. This was, I don't know, five, six years ago now. And she was like, man, I really want abs. And I'm like, I really want great legs. Like, I've always just wanted great legs. And we were kind of having that conversation. Mm-hmm. And and then shortly, you know, um, within a year or two, I started running. And that was when running started mm-hmm. to happen for me. Mm-hmm. After I ran my first marathon, I was talking to my friend Aspera about, I think I thought, oh, if I run a bunch, I'm going to start looking like a runner. Right. But that's just the natural thing. That yeah. Happen. I'm going to start looking I'm going to start, I'm going to have a different body. Totally. Some things changed. Yeah. Sure. Like I got stronger and I had more endurance and definitely aesthetically certain things shifted a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I, not this, not the way that I expected. (laughs) Right. You know, I think this happens a lot of people. And I'm taller. People, sometimes they go to like one yoga class and they expect to be flexible or they go to do one boot camp and they're like, Mm -hmm. I sweated so much. I must be 10 pounds lighter right now. Yeah. So I thought I was, not true. if I could run a marathon, by the time I finish this marathon, I'm going to, I'm going to look different. Yeah. I feel different about my body. The pictures from that marathon, I saw some of those pictures and I wore these teeny tiny red shorts mm-hmm. thinking I looked so cute. I saw these photos in motion mm-hmm. and I had a breakdown. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to wear shorts ever again. And here I am right now in this very moment, I'm wearing short tiny shorts. Tiny shorts. Tiny, tiny shorts. Looking great. So I've gotten over it. The thing is, so I was talking to my friend Aspera and I was like, you know, a little bit after the whole red short photo <laughs> experience. And red too, you're like... I nobody, was not hiding. Me. I don't know what I was thinking. Being, I don't know exactly. What, anyways, I was talking to her. I'm like, you know, I ran a marathon. Like, I, my legs didn't grow four inches longer, but I can run 26 miles. Mm-hmm. Like, my legs can do that, and I, they didn't have to become something that they're not in order to do that. They did become something else, yeah. but they didn't become somebody else for me to appreciate what they're totally. capable of. It's gotten easier and easier. You know, I kept running, and more things started to change. I started to see... So that's something, like, mm-hmm. my legs. I've never been a fan. I hate my knees. Mm-hmm. I wish if I was going to get liposuction on one part of my body, it would be my fat knees. I have these weird knees. I don't know. Everyone's got their thing, right? Everyone's got their thing. I don't see it. All I've ever wanted yeah, was bony yeah. knees, right? Yeah. Because I don't know what that means, but but that's really a thing. Like, mm-hmm. But now I have this, like, appreciation for, you know what? Like, cellulite or not, like, I can run really far with these yeah. legs. And I can do things that were once impossible with them. Yeah. So that's something that's changed yeah. for me. What you got? I got my boobs. Boobs. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, okay. I mean, um, you know, they're big. They were big when I was 11, you know, oh, which man. is not the best it's time for easy. them to be big, you know. And I remember my mom going, uh, it's time to go get a bra. And I was like, what? And then I felt like I, I don't, you know, I remember reading all those books that you read where they're like, I can't wait to get boobs and this and that. And yeah. I was like, I just felt like so disconnected from my body or something. I felt like I looked down and I was like, oh no, <laughs> like, oh. what has happened? Oh. Yeah, for so many years, they were just like in the way. I felt like of me trying to be a person in the world. They were looked at, I couldn't wear. Maybe if the rest of me was like a medium size, I still had to get a large because I couldn't button over those guys. Or always mm-hmm. the safety pin trick mm-hmm. in between a couple of buttons up at the top. Uh, sure. Always feeling hunched over, never finding things that like fit correctly. Like all the bras I buy are so expensive. Oh my gosh, Because there's crazy. just so much, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I felt embarrassed. People are always like, I want big boobs, you know? And then you're like, well, maybe you don't if you have them. Well, and also I think being a child and having right. this like woman's <laughs> A body, literal child. Um, yeah. That's quite, yeah. I mean, we were just talking about you know, yeah. kids and how inappropriately they handle totally. things. They don't have like an adult mind yet to handle things mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, people who are like, oh, I wish I had bigger boobs. Yeah, as an adult. As an adult. And having control over how that happens to you totally. and whatever. Of course you'd think you do. But how you, like, when you have control over how you want other people to look at you, mm-hmm. you know, but as a child, you do not. And so I think that's why, like, grunge came at the perfect time because I was, like, Thank God pile it on, baggy, 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 you yes. know, a flannel over everything. It was, like, you know, like, hooded sweatshirts, whatever. It was, like perfect because I just was like I don't know what I'm gonna wear here so anyways now Mm -hmm. like throughout the years I've just been like off and on with them so when I got married last year I had a very red dress that I wore my boobs were really out which I didn't (laughs) never seen you do that I I do it maybe once a year you know I'm like I'm gonna take them out for a spin sure it was that day, and I did not realize how out they were until seeing the photos and being like, oh, crap. <laughs> and my friend uh, my friend Jordan in New York, he said, when that bitch walked down the aisle with her tits out to here in that red dress, I was like, yes, you know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that looked like I was celebrating myself. That's absolutely what it looked like. And that's what I wanted to do. And so. In fact, our mutual friend, John, mm-hmm. at your wedding, he said to me, he like leaned over at one point, we were talking about how great you looked. And he was like, it takes some ovaries to wear a dress like that. And I was like, fuck yeah, it does. Thank God, you for I love him. the correct body parts I know. for women. It's really great. Um, I love that in both of our stories, it was red. Yeah. Like a red dress. Yeah. So now I'm just, I yeah. feel at peace with them. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like sharing. I like that, that about me. I like that about you too. <laughs> I like that about you. <laughs> I was. I, I think this is a cool topic. I think we could probably, I'm sure there's other things that we well, also like could is our friendship based upon the fact that you feel like you don't have long legs or the fact that I have big boobs? No. Nope. Zero part of that. No. Not anything I've ever thought about you. Isn't that, and that's that's the funny thing too, right? Like you've probably never once considered my fat knees and how I need to get <laughs> liposuction on my I'm knees. I'm literally looking at them right now and I don't they know what you're talking about. They look probably pretty normal. It's because of the way they're bent. Oh. If I was standing, when you would notice. Standing. Yeah, yeah, I don't have those bony knees. You know what I used to love mm. when I was a little kid with my mom was she has really veiny, bony hands. Mm-hmm. And I used to love touching her veiny yeah. hands, her veiny, bony hands, mm-hmm. and like touching her skin. I didn't have any thoughts about young, old, mm-hmm. or like, it wasn't even about pretty or not pretty. I just, yeah. I liked the way that it looked. I liked the way that it felt. Mm-hmm. And actually, as my hands begin to age mm-hmm. a little bit, and I'm seeing how they how they change, and they don't have as much sort of, uh, I guess, baby fat on them, mm-hmm. and I start to see a little bit of, like, reminder of what my mom's hands lo- looked like to me, mm-hmm. um, I actually really like it. I like, I like that about me. I like that story. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking something else. I hated my skin when I was younger. Oh. I had a lot of acne. Not like that covered the face acne but just like had it on my back had mm. some on my chest it's had, not going well as a teenager you know i uh, have that too yeah i've had that on and off throughout my teens and early 20s and, early and 20s. actually mid-20s yeah and absolutely even, even in my early 30s yeah. you know it's still a struggle which i'm still in guys <laughs> no, I'm not. and then i stopped eating dairy a couple years ago and that really changed things yeah and now i feel 
I'm getting to a really nice place with my skin where, you know, and I've talked about this a little bit on the pod before where I've kind of like stopped wearing foundation, which I was wearing like since I was 15 feels good to be like, Oh, I'm not afraid of people seeing my skin. What I look like. Yeah. So I like what that. I really me. look like. I remember when I had, when I was younger, I remember like going to shopping with my mom or mm-hmm. with my grandma and you know, ladies in the stores used to always be like, Oh, she has such pretty skin to me when mm-hmm. I was really young. And then when that age hit where my skin started to change, mm. I started to break out a little bit. I remember strangers or even like just friends of my parents or just like really inappropriate people would make comments about my skin and what was going on with your with my skin. What, what the- is that on your you know I'm and I'm like, wow, I'm just trying to like just being a so child I went from already having, having yeah. I went from being told how what what nice skin I had and that mm. like I you know, really that that was kind of what my worth was sort of, you yeah. know, like kind of equating beauty with positive, yeah. right? This positive reinforcement and then getting this negative and feeling so much shame about something that is so fucking normal. Yeah, and, and a lot of times <laughs> so out of your control, normal. you know? And now working in the beauty industry for as long as I have now, I meet so many women who have beautiful skin, but yet who also have occasional blemishes because guess what we're like human beings like detoxing real things out of our pores because that's what our skin does and people think that they are the only ones they look in the mirror and they look into like um magnifying mirrors Mm. which is totally a metaphor for any body part that you have an issue issue with and they think that they're completely monsters that model that i was talking about last week ashley graham she just uh, posted a picture of her riding a bike and it was like a little cellulite never hurt anyone, which, you know, she's wearing like a short dress and you can see her thigh, which has some cellulite, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it was just reposted everywhere. And then everyone was talking about it. And she's just let, you know, she was talking about like, I'm just trying to demystify like that. The, these are just our bodies. Why is this becoming this huge piece of news, you know? Right. And she was, I mean, it was kind of like cellulite. I like that about me. And I was like, that's cool and terrifying. Yeah. On every single magazine cover, if we were to walk into a store right now, there's going to be at least... Airbrushed beyond belief. Well, and several articles were all written about how to, how to deal get with it, it, how to hide it, gonna deal what with products you're going to put on it. Oh, my God. Coffee grounds. Can you can you rub them in? When really, it's cellulite is genetic, folks. It just happens. It doesn't actually even have to do with your size. What do you guys like about yourself that maybe you didn't in the past? What do you look at yourself and go, eh, I like that about me. I like that. Tell us. Good stories. Write us and let us know. We think you're beautiful. Bow, chicka, bow, wow, Carrie's Corner. Sexy Carrie's Corner. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Carrie's Corner or Carrie's Corner with K's. <laughs> However you want to do it. Um, I do have a listener warning for sensitive viewers. Um, White Hawk. That's all we're going to say. That's all I have to say. Scott writes... We haven't heard from Scott in a while. So haven't I'm heard from Scott. Really excited. To, I got this Early listener. Er, he got in early. He got in early. Didn't want to type out a whole email, but wanted to say you guys are still crushing the podcast big, big time. Nice. Snapchat is the best once you figure out how, figure it out, and I'm going for a Sandlot lot look this summer. Ooh. The Sandlot. And actually, <laughs> that inspired so nice. me so much that it inspired my current outfit oh, that I'm in. Oh, totally. I'm in a very, like, little boy about to go yeah. play baseball. Yeah. Um, seriously, keep it up. Max and Greg are quitters. <laughs> And then there was a bunch of hand clapping emojis. Nice. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. 
Totes agreed. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely still interested in hearing about people's summer looks. Sandlot. Yeah. Really good really inspo. Good. I like it. What else so we have? I've got one from Jadra mm. who writes, Dear Better Half, I just want to thank you for being thoughtful and critical about the topics you discuss and language you use on the pod. I was just reflecting this morning about how I wish there were more women-centered magazines and media that are like your project. The perfect balance of current events, fun shit, pop culture, beauty tips, and personal human interest stories. I would definitely argue that your show is feminist at its core. You're doing a great job, helpers. Thanks. Love, Jadra. <gasps> I know. Oh, my gosh. There could definitely be... I got chills. Be... That got me really excited. I know. Wow. Thanks, Jadra. I'm glad that people are thinking that. Yeah. Thinking so many things. I'm glad people are thinking so many things. <laughs> about us, mostly. About us. <laughs> I'm glad people are thinking about us. <laughs> Keep up the thinking about us. Keep thinking about us. I feel like there was definitely a possible catchphrase in there. Right? The better half. Talking about fun shit. <laughs> yeah. Fun shit, pop culture, human interest stories. Feminist at its core. Feminist at its core. Is it like that? Yeah, that's close. I think we can travel boys. Travel crystals. fashion boys. Crystals. <laughs> the better half. The better half. Brought to you by fun shit. I mean, isn't it like the better half talking about what it means to live better? That I think that was originally, I think that is what it is. Yeah. Um, Has it changed? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just we've gotten clearer. Yeah. Or... I think we're just evolving like the dinosaurs. Totally. Yeah. You know what a bad movie is? <laughs> that new Jurassic World movie? Oh, yeah. It was you mean like the, the latest Jurassic yes. Park movie? Yeah. Max and I, it was on TV. We put it on and could not finish it. I know. It was that Me and bad. G went and saw it in the theaters because we were like, yes. And then it was like, mm, the first one was better. The very yeah. first one. You know, this very was kind of like, uh, you just like redid everything. And it wasn't that great. Although I do and... have a little bit of a crush on Chris Pratt. Oh, for sure. Love so Chris cute. Pratt. He's so lovable. I know. I liked him on Parks and Rec when he was a little bit of a fat dad bod. <laughs> I know. You know? I'm, like, proud of him for, like, putting in the work. That's Why great. not? Yeah. And getting some different kinds of roles because of it. Totally. I bet he feels pretty good. But also thought he was pretty cute then, too. Totally cute then. I know. Agreed. I do like dinosaurs, though. Dinosaurs are fine. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Where are we? Where are we? Oh my god, we're in Carrie's corner. I had no idea what happened. I don't even know. What oh, we tr- we time traveled. <laughs> I don't even really know what that. Sorry, you guys. All done? That's it. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Still waiting on. Waiting your... for the advice. We yeah. who needs? We help? have so much advice to give. Listen, I have thoughts. I have opinions. I've got suggestions. Suggestions. I do have a friend. Expectations. Expectations. <laughs> I have a friend who texts me frequently her boy issues, uh-huh. and then I tell her what to do. I thought you were going to be like, it's really great. I have a friend, and then you were going to like talk about their problem, and then we are going to talk <laughs> about it, which would be so messed up. Here we are. It's the time. It's the time where we... I always want to sing that, that uh, Velvet Underground song. If you close the door, the night last forever I don't we used to play it at the end when I had a club in San Francisco we used to play that at the end of the night like you gotta go nice Mm -hmm. I think Mo Tucker the drummer sings that song it's like the only song that she does it's time for the better and worst half yep do you wanna go first 
Yes, I do. Okay, go. <laughs> My worst half is the NRA because Tough. how can it not be? I feel like last week the shooting, the mm-hmm. massacre had just happened. Yeah. And like, we were kind of like, I was like, we didn't have all the information. I felt like I was kind of blindsided. Yeah. Like, I yeah, just yeah. didn't know how to talk about it yet. And like, there, ha- there wasn't a lot of information out. So, like, I don't want to get too much into it because I'll really like go off. And also, I've, I feel like I've been spending a lot of time reading and looking at stuff this week that mm-hmm. I have cried multiple times and just felt super overwhelmed. It was like part of the re- reason why it felt very important to go to Pride for me today because yeah. I just was like, I can't, like, if I can just do this and like go and be an ally today, then that is something that I can do, you know? Anyway, the NRA is ridiculous, it's full of garbage people. And, you know, I was watching something earlier where it was some NRA spokesperson and he was basically like, everyone's trying to divert your attention, like, from the terrorists. And, you know, Obama and his PC administration is trying to blame gun control and the NRA. And, you know, so they're basically trying to get some kind of there was some guy filibustering for like mm. very a very long time earlier this week for at least to make it not easy to or not at all to get semi-automatic weapons and like assault rifles to make that either harder or impossible to, because literally why why does a regular person exactly. need to buy that kind of gun unless you're going to Assault. Unless you're planning on killing multiple people in seconds. killing multiple people. I'm just... Without having to reload. It's like ridiculous. It's... Try to bring myself down. So many eye rolls happening right now in here. I am so anti-gun because the only thing that guns do is kill. Whether it's killing animals or killing a person, that is what they're for. Exactly. And I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to kill people and I don't want to kill animals. There is no reason unless you're like living off the land or you're on a loan. But you don't even need guns on a loan. A loan proves that you don't need them. <laughs> you don't need guns for people or t- for, you know, hunting no. or catching your own food. You don't, you don't need them. Many of the native people were hunter gatherers and they didn't need guns. So I'll just and say we're here today. And so. we're here today. I don't feel eloquent and I feel so overwhelmed by the conversation about guns and gun control that and it's just so baffling to me that people are still wanting to say oh, this was terrorism, let's focus on that. Let's blame that he was taken off this terrorist list and if he was, and if the government had known, then they would have been able to stop it. This is about guns. It's about guns and gun control and that people should not have access to these kind of guns. You know what? You know who doesn't have a Second Amendment? Australia. Exactly. And guess when the last time they had a massacre was like, in the 80s or 90s, and they made they that unavailable stopped. to people. And guess what? They haven't had one since. No. I don't know. There was some statistic that, like, earlier this week that, like, since that has happened, there have been, like, some huge number of multiple shootings since the one last Sunday. It's baffling to me that that isn't obvious to other people. So that's my worst fucking half. The N fucking R fucking A. Amen. What's your worst half? Mine isn't quite so heavy. <laughs> I wrote down, I wrote some notes, mm-hmm. and it just says, judgments, y'all. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and really what it is, it's my judgment. So I, in the last couple of months, I have completely changed my own tune about 
several people that I know that when I first met them, I was like, nope, don't like them. Don't like them. Bad first impression. While that remains true, bad first impression or, you know, whatever those first experiences were, that I still have this, like, ability to be so intensely, like, nope don't like this person, don't like this thing. And now I actually, there. so there's several people in mind that I'm thinking about who I now actually feel completely different. Wow. I actually really like these people. Yeah. Or that, you know, in this situation or whatever it is. I'm sorry I'm being kind of vague, but... Um, <laughs> I but the understand fact that, where you're going. Yeah, that, I, that I'm, I'm frustrated that... I mean, this is probably never going to... Ch- I mean, I don't know. I'd like to try to change this. It's, it's it, like, I have to kind of, like, f- I'm fighting against myself here, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that um, I'm not alone here. This is a really... That's why I put it down, because mm-hmm. I can't make myself the worst. I mean, come on. Otherwise, I'd have something to say every day, along with my fat knees. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, these, these snap judgments, and yes, like, your intuition or your first experiences, they're to be honored, too, mm-hmm. but... Why can't I remain a little more open-minded a little longer? Maybe it wouldn't take me so long to realize I do like this person Mm -hmm. or that the situation isn't so bad or, Mm -hmm. you know? Just like giving people more of a chance. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I would really hope that if... I'm sure that I don't always make the best first impression on people. They Mm -hmm. don't always like me when I first meet them, and I would hope that people would... Doubt that's true. It's, well, it's true. Not everybody likes me. Hmm. But I would hope that they would give me a little bit longer before sure. they decided sure. they didn't like me. Right. Just a little more time. Treat others as you want to be treated. Just a little bit more. Yeah. So I'm working on that. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be better. Nice. I'm mm-hmm. glad that I have the ability to turn it around mm-hmm. and to say, like, no, I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike this person anymore. I was maybe too quick to judge. You just turned your worst half into a better half. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Bangarang. <laughs> the better half. Banging <laughs> since 2016. No, that's not going to be it. true. <laughs> okay, let's do best. Okay. My better half this week, I've kind of been reaching out to, because I'm not on Facebook or anything. Uh, I only do the Instagram. So I've been kind of reaching out to people in my past a little bit who I haven't connected with for a long time. But like, you know. As on alone, you start thinking about things and people that you wish that you they knew how much you love them or, you know, that you think about a lot and you just haven't ever, like, sent that email or connected with them. So I've been doing it. So I recently I have to sent, stop you right here. Yeah. I like how you tied in alone. <laughs> for the listeners. the second time. For the listeners. <laughs> Alone's really my you better half. You thought I was crazy. You thought I was crazy when I liked the survival show. Couple the weeks show ago, is so good. Trinity's texting me in the middle of the night, <laughs> talking about alone. It's so it's I so have good. So many feel this. Look, this is another podcast. I know. Altogether, okay. the the better half can, alone podcast. You can drive. You can just drop it right back in where you were. Yeah. Sorry about the interruption, folks. It's so carry good. on, Trinity. So I reached out to this childhood best friend that I had. How'd you find her? Well, we've like. Her family, like, still, they're, like, one of those families that, like, send the Christmas, like, 
here's oh, how the family is doing. That's nice. Okay. Yeah, which is I can't believe that they like still do that, but they do. So I've always like been aware of like where they are and stuff. Like one of the best families, like a Christian family, but like the good Chris, the good Christians. You know yeah, them? the ones making um, them give them a good name. Yeah, her uh, her sister um, moved to Africa and literally has twelve adopted HIV infected children. Wow. Yeah, and she lives in that's a dozen. Yes, and she lives Damn. in Honduras, and she works with um, street boys who are like a adi- there. It's like a huge problem of like sniffing glue and like huffing down there. Mm. So she works with these kind of kids. I mean, like good people. Wow. So I had her email, and like you know, I found her on Instagram. She's got a beautiful family. And every so often, like, I always remember her birthday, like, from when we were little. You know, I'm like, oh, it's Mm. April. I'm going to send her a little, hey, happy birthday, you know. So just uh, maybe once or twice a year, we, like, say, how's it going? But I sent her an email. I was asking her kind of about something specific that she had experienced. And she sent me back, like, the most thoughtful, intelligent, caring just awesome email that like I still haven't Mm. responded to because I've just been processing it still and I I feel like I keep having new a new experience of the things that she said and just thinking about the relationship that we had as kids and that uh, there was probably a big chunk of you know early 20s or late teens where I was like oh I don't think that we're really people that would be friends anymore wherever we are now it seems like oh we can come back together and uh it was just really cool and I was talking to my mom about it and she was like you know you guys were like such good friends when you were young you weren't competitive like a lot of girls are you were just always loving and supportive of each other she's totally my better half this week I like that yeah wow what about you who's your better half my better half is my friend Nanda I ran into her the other day um, we don't know each other super great, but mm-hmm. we know each other all right. Kind of uh, friends of friends, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, our, our circles sort of intermingle a little bit. And she's getting ready to move across country. Mm. And she was saying to me that she remembers a few years ago, right before I was moving to New York, mm-hmm. that I had talked about, like, not really having a job, not really having a plan, not really knowing <laughs> what I was doing. And then I did it anyway, and then it was okay. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I've been really thinking about that a lot lately, about mm-hmm. how you said that, it's really helping me. And it's one of those things, like, oh, man, I felt like an asshole at the time for, for talking about it with mm-hmm. people and stuff. But the fact that a few years later she's thinking about that and it's helpful to her, yeah, like, man... Thank you, Nanda, mm-hmm. for, like, letting me know that that was worth talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I needed to hear that. And I also yeah. needed to hear that I needed to be reminded of that, like, totally. right now in right. my life. That's where, what like, I was thinking, like, I don't, really too. A, I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I don't really have a plan. Keep walking. Yeah. And that it's going to be okay. And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, wow, okay. And that she kind of was like, this thing's really cool, like, what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And that you're you're making this podcast. Mm-hmm. You're doing, you know. And she mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah, Okay. All right, cool. Like, not only what I'm what I'm doing, what I've done is helpful, mm-hmm. but that it's helping her now. It's helping me now to yeah. be reminded of that. And I'm just so proud of her. Yeah, you know, like it's just it's hard really a big thing, and I think it's really amazing. So Nanda, if you're listening, you're shout out. Yeah, way to be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great episode. 
I think so. <laughs> that was a good topic. <laughs> Pure gold. Pure gold. Mining for gold. The gold rush of 1790. This was episode 18? Dude, I... Right? Well, I want to say 19. Uh, this is episode 19. Oh my gosh. No, it's 18. Oh, crap. Well, on episode 20, we should do something cool. <laughs> 20 of something. Maybe we should have a countdown or something. Or, or some like a, a guest. Or a That's guest. That's what I was thinking more of. Oh, okay. Guest. Okay. Did you guys like our guest last week? I she did. She was pretty awesome. She was so great. I was listening to it, uh, the, the episode 17 with Jillian on it, and I was like, yeah, she's like, I know. So great, lady. Yeah. I hope you guys go visit her. Also, keep writing your emails, sending your texts, following us, shouting out about Thinking about us. Just like thinking about us when we're not around. We feel your vibes. But if you close the door. I'd never have to see the day again.